Welcome to Embrace the Unexpected with your host, Bernadette Butler. In this program, you'll learn how Bernadette and her guests were able to turn what seemed to be a negative into a positive lesson that they can teach others and give hope. Now, here is Bernadette Butler. The song I hear in my heart, the beat of love that touches my soul, the poetic song of God. It's music in my ears. It takes away my fears. It teaches me to love and praise the poetic song of God. It brings a smile upon my face. It lit an understanding to his words. As blue as the sea, his truth and power protects me day by day. I stand in comfort under the shadow of his wings. All praise, glory, and honor, majesty unto the Lord our King. Let the music of his love surround and overtake you into a praise of dance song. The sun shine brightly in our day. The star and the moon illuminate our way. Jesus is a gift of love that the Father has given to us. Sing, sing, sing. It is the poetic song of God. Hi, I'm your host, Bernadette Butler of Embrace the Unexpected. Tonight, our guest is Tina Byers, and she is an intervention associate who works with disabled children. Hi, Tina. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Tina, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, um, my name is Tina Byers. I've lived in the Berea, Ohio area all my life. I'm married to a wonderful man named Kelvin. I have three wonderful children and one great daughter in love and two great grandchildren. And how long have you been with the uh, school district? I've been with the school district for 27 and a half years. Wow. Working in special ed. Okay. Could you share a little bit about uh, what your task is in the classroom uh, with us? Yes. Um, Well, currently I am in what's called a motor room. Uh, The motor room is for the children uh, with special needs of different sorts of special needs that need a break throughout the day. So we have... um, a station set up where they can go and they may swing or they may play um, in a tent to relax, lay there and, you know, with pillows. Um, we have um, what we call a squish machine where they go between these rollers and, and let the rollers roll over their bodies. Um, they play at this, at, it. This is supposed to be a water table, but right now it has like corn kernels in there, popcorn kernels in there with a variety of different things that they can, they can feel in there, the, the, the textures. Um, they can feel in there and touch them, and, you know, it calms them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they uh, come in there, and they, there's four stations, and they come in, and they go two minutes at a time to the station, and then they leave. And then they come back later on in the day if they need to. So they can kind of freely go in and out of that room if they need a break within the day? Well, there's certain times that they come in there, but if, they, if the teacher sees that they need a break uh, another time of the day uh, besides the scheduled time, yes, they can come in. Uh, do, do you encounter some children with uh, the different stage of the autism spectrum? 
Oh, yes. I have some that um, are nonverbal um, with uh, minimal skills as far as communication. Uh, the, we do have some that do know sign language that can, that can uh, you know, talk to us, but there are some uh, that haven't learned that yet, so it's kind of hard to, to, to communicate, but they get their point across. You know, we're very patient with them. We, they get their point across. And then we have from uh, the ones that are autistic but uh, are very high-functioning. And uh, how many people are in the classroom to assist the kids? Is it one, two, three? Yeah. Well, it just depends on how many kids. Um, when I'm in the classroom, there's usually two of us. There's a teacher and an aide. And then sometimes there's a third aid, depending on the children that are in there at that time. Do you get much interaction with uh, some of the parents? Well, you know, the parents are always welcome to come and um, uh, volunteer in the classroom, but we don't get a lot of that right now. Parents are working mostly. Oh, okay. So I I know that... um, Going, uh, being in school is a, a little bit more challenging in these times for parents to participate, especially if they're single parents and, and it's, uh, they have to work. So yeah. how, how do you, how does the system find ways to communicate with the parents, say, if there is a concern? Well, we have a communication in the school district. Um, it's called Dojo. And what Dojo is, you're able to uh, communicate if the child's having, you know, maybe the child's having a bad day um, and you want to communicate to the parent, you know, that came in. Um, like, for instance, one, one came in and he's just crying all day. Um, and by 12, well, all morning, and by 12 o'clock, uh, we dojo the mom and let her know, you know, he's had a hard day. Um, I don't know if you want to come and get him or, or is there something that you would like for us to do for him because uh, we don't understand what's going on. And it, the, do, the dojo, they can see uh, because um, if the child is having a very good day, they earn dojo points. So parents are able to see that all day. But as far as the communication part of it, it's like um, texting with the parent. But the parent has to sign up for it. And that's where some of the difficulties are because if the parents don't sign up, we can't communicate. But most of the parents um, that um, we have, they, they've signed up. And it's a very good system. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, and I'm happy about that because, because when Melvin was in school, uh, there was not, none of that type of uh, parental uh, connection, even for the ones that um, uh, were single and had mm. children with special need, it it was kind of difficult uh, unless you can send uh, a parent or a grandparent uh, in their stead while they're working. Do you f- do you find any of that lately? Where suppose the parent is working, but the grandparent is able to come around. Oh, yes, yes. Well, you know, the parents, when they fill out the information, the the census sheets in the first part of school year, they put down who we can communicate, and it's in a one-two-three system. 
you know, the first person would be the parent, next person would be maybe the grandparent, and the last person would be maybe another parent. So uh, we, it's already set up in the system as to who we contact first. And sometimes it is the grandparent who we contact first, and it's not a parent. So they can be a part of that. What did you call it, a dojo? Um, dojo, yes. Dojo communication. So the grandparents yes. can also be a part of that. Yeah, the, the grandparent can. As long as the parent gives permission, the grandparent can. Oh, okay. Is that common within the public school system or each school site do something different in uh, working with the parents and and the uh, uh, special needs student? No, it's common uh, in this our school system. It's common because you have a lot of grandparents that are taking care of these kids anyway. You know, the, the, the kids, uh, they may come home to the grandparent or either they leave the grandparent's house to come to school. So the grandparents are very um, uh, involved with the, with the children. So what is the interaction with between the uh, spe- a special needs student or in the other children, do they, uh, are they included? Do they do any type of uh, integration together at some point where they're not, where they can uh, uh, socialize, uh, learn to socialize with others? How do, how does the school reconcile that? Well, um, it, this year, as a matter of fact, um, our all of our special needs children are integrated into regular classroom. They're included in the regular classroom settings. Now that we do have um, three children that are not because of being nonverbal and um, lower than the rest of the students, but they do go in there for some part of the day to interact with the regular ed classroom. They may go in there during team time, which is a time where all the kids are just there, um, they're playing, you know, having fun in the classroom, or it may be, maybe they're higher in math, they'll go in the math room, math group, you know, they have an aid with them, but um, the kids are always, uh, have been integrated, and that's the first time we've done that was this school year, because all the other years, the kids have been in the resource rooms, they haven't been out much, some of them did get out, but not much. Oh, so this year they're starting to uh, integrate them in some of the other activities uh, in the school so they don't yes. uh, stay in the uh, classroom to themselves. No, hmm. we, 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 we totally have them. Um, uh, we even have peer buddies. We have other students in regular ed that are peer buddies to the special needs children. Um, they come down uh, with them in the morning when they get off the bus. Uh, they, they come down to the classroom with, with them in the morning and get them settled in by helping them take off their coats, get their book bags, put their folders where it's supposed to be, and then they'll take the ones that are integrated into the regular ed classroom, they'll take them upstairs with them to the classroom with, along with an aide. But the, the, the kids are really... Um, they're peer buddies. They got to get, and the special ed kids are so excited to have these peer buddies because they haven't had these friends in the regular classroom. So they're just excited. They see their friend. Oh, here comes my friend, and the friends come and get them, and they walk with them and talk to them, and you know, it's, it's as if you know, there's no difference at all. Now, what of the students 
that are more high functioning, how do they get to uh, integrate or interact a little bit more with the other students in the school? They um, they don't have to come to the um, resource room as much, and not unless they're having difficulty or if there's tutoring time or something like that. They're um, they have a, a regular ed classroom teacher, well, and a regular ed class, and they go to those classes straight off the bus. They go to straight off the bus, and there's an aide that that may come in there for certain subjects, but not the whole day with them. So uh, let me understand this. Uh, they're in a regular uh, a classroom, mm-hmm. but they but they may have assistance throughout the day, depending on what they need the assistant in the subject to. Exactly. And then, if they need to go to the resource room, then they, they can, can then they can come uh, where you guys is at and get a break. It's it's all that resource room kind of sound like a a sensory integration program to me. Well, yeah, it is. Get to touch and feel, and um, if they need uh, to lay down, they lay down. If they, you know, because we have a have a little tent that has pillows in it and everything. We used to have a ball tent, a ball pit up, um, because we we change out the different things throughout the uh, year, and we had a ball pit up until um, December, and we took that down. Now we have the tent up, and it has pillows in there. Some of the little girls bring their dolls in there. Some of the boys have a car holding a car or a stuffed animal in there. So it's different things they, they'll lay down and do, but they're only in there two minutes. They're only in there two minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, why the limited? Oh, because you can't keep them in the tent. They have to go back to class. Well, because they're at stations. They're at each station for two minutes. Oh, okay. And then after they, you know, after their eight minutes are up, then they get ready to go back to their class. It, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a 15-minute block. By the time they get in there and get situated, it is 15 minutes, but they're only on those ses- those um, stations for two minutes each. You know, uh, usually a lot of the children uh, love to hear music, and uh, soft music tend to calm mm-hmm. them or some type of music. Do do you guys uh, provide that in, in the room? Yes, we do. Um, we um, play smooth jazz. Oh, And the kids okay. love it. Uh, they, they hear certain songs and they really uh, respond to it. But we have smooth, smooth jazz playing all the time in that classroom. Hmm. That, that really sounds good. You know... <laughs> It it makes me happy uh, to hear these things because I remember when it was so challenging for those of us parents who started years ago in the journey. And it's yeah. truly uh, amazing how some uh, school districts, I, I don't know them out all, but it sounds like the uh, school district that you're in is trying different things to uh, keep the uh, kids and uh, settled, you know, where they're not, their yeah. sensory don't get overloaded so they can, mm-hmm. they can still um, uh, work well and, and most importantly, learn. Well, we're getting ready to go for a break and then uh, we'll come back and have uh, uh, some more conversation uh, with Tina. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If your organization is looking for a dynamic speaker who presents life issues in a down-to-earth fashion, contact Bernadette Butler, author of Living with Autism. At her website, bebutlertheauthor.com, Bernadette's life experiences and love of God will give a lift and hope to all who hear her. While on her site, you can find out about her books, videos, words of praise, joy and love, and many more resources. Visit Bernadette's site today at bebutlertheauthor.com. In her recent release, Living with Autism, God, Me, and Melvin, from Page Publishing, author Bernadette Butler creates an autobiographical account of the joys and challenges of raising a child with a developmental disorder, autism, and the profound strength she derived from her faith throughout the journey, from the beginnings to changes in her son's behavior, silence, diagnosis, and the outcome overall. Get your copy of Bernadette's story at Amazon.com or directly from her website at bbutlertheauthor.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You're listening to Black Friday, every Friday here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Grow. Evolve. Change. You are listening to Embrace the Unexpected with Bernadette Butler. If you'd like to reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or, to reach Bernadette Butler directly, send her a message at her website, bbutlertheauthor.com. Now back to Embrace the Unexpected. Okay, uh, Tina, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the relationship, the relationships that you have formed with some of the children. Um, that's, that's, that's something special to me, the relationships I have with some of the children. I have, uh, I have, uh, had some of the best relationships with them and their families. I have families that I see in the community that, um, they see me and, you know, Mrs. Byers, Mrs. Byers, uh, we love you, Mrs. Byers, and, and, and I'll see the child, and they're doing the same thing. And I can remember from when they were in elementary school that we didn't have that because of the social skills. But I have uh, one child in particular that uh, he could be having a little tough time in school, and I'll call his name and point to my cheek. And when I point to my cheek, he'll come over and give me a kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And then he'll look back at me smiling. Mm-hmm. And he'll do that for a couple times, and then he's, he's calmed down. He's calmed down. He, he just needed that interaction. And I, and I tell him, I said, oh, I just love you. And he said, mm. love you too, Miss Byers. You know, he's mm. in second grade. And then I've had another one, that, a nonverbal child, that um, 
I think I became like a, a mother to him. Uh, he would um, come sit on my lap. He would play in my hair. Yeah, I mean, he and he always um, looked for me. If I was if I was on another side of uh, the classroom, he'd be looking to see where I was because he had to come over there by me, and he would hold my hand and walk around the classroom with me. And then one particular time, he was saying "bo," and I didn't know what "bo" meant. Mm-hmm. And he said "bo," and he would put his forehead towards me, and the "bo" was he wanted me to kiss him on the forehead. And oh. I would kiss him on the forehead, and he'd he'd walk around jumping around after that. And I've I've come to. Uh, meet his family, like I was in the grocery store Saturday, and I saw him and his family, and his um, his aunt, who was his caregiver, she was so excited to see me. She was telling me that he's starting to speak some now, and that he was saying the Lord's Prayer. He would repeat after her with the Lord's Prayer, and I was just, just telling him how, how excited I was about him learning that, and he's smiling, and I was like, this is just so wonderful. I said, see what God can do. God can do anything. This kid wasn't even talking a year ago. And I it was just, it, you know, it's just wonderful to see the kids and the relationship with the parents and the, the other siblings. It's just a good thing. Now, uh, I imagine that you've seen some situations that have been hard for the children. Yes. So, yes, I've, um, uh, kind of tell us a little bit about that, the, the challenges of that when uh, some of the parents are not involved, uh, especially with special need, because they need, they, they need a lot of encouragement and reassurance. Can you share some of that? Um, yes, um, we've had some students. It was, it's a family of three children, and all three are autistic. And the family is, is being raised by another family. The kids are being raised by another family member, and the mom or dad is, is not in the situation. And um, whenever they see their dad, we can always tell when they came back to school after that weekend because they were just out of sorts. They, they, they were angry, they crying, and the um, caregiver would always dojo us and let us know. Um, saw, they saw their father this weekend. It wasn't a good visit. You know, they may act out. Well, we already saw it because they were. You know, but it was, you know, some of those things you, you just cry because, you know, the kids were taken away from the parents for a reason. And so um, they had, like, post-traumatic stress from it every time they saw the father. So now they don't see the father as much, and it really makes, we see the difference. We see the difference. Um, they're not coming in school on Mondays having such a difficult time. Hmm. Now, it- uh, being around the kids, the parents, the the teaching staff, what uh, advice can you give parents to be uh, more inter- uh, interactive if they're not? And to those that are, uh, what more can you uh, do to help them, you know, make the experience for their kids in the public school system uh, uh, to at least uh, open the door for them, those who can, 
to live a independent, uh, productive life. Uh, it, do you know what I mean? For example, you send we send our kids off to school. They're going to laugh, uh, learn math, English, and all those types of things. And I, for some of the kids that go, uh, that's a little bit challenging, and uh, in testing time. So, what are the what what kind of things can you advise? Give advice to the parents to make their kids um, experience uh, uh, in school uh, uh, helpful? Well, the first thing uh, I I could say that um, um, for a child to be successful in school, um, especially the special needs children, they need to be able to get as much rest as possible. And I know sometimes it's difficult because you have a lot of the kids that have sleeping issues. They, they, they're up in the middle of the night. Um, I, I could just say, you know, if you hear them, just go and rock them. You know, uh, just, 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 just treat them like if they're, 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 they're babies because they, they need something and something's missing. Um, something's missing. Uh, um, so they just need that that compassion. Just 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 um, just pour it on them. The compassion, because that's what we do when they get to school and they're crying, they're having a difficult time. We just treat them like they're our own. You know, I may I may get in a rocker and hold one of them. You know, because they're having a difficult time. You know, it's just it's just what they need at the time. But the parents need to know they know their children better than us. We with them for six and a half hours. They're with them more than that. You know your children. If your children is not feeling well, if your children is having a difficult time, if your child is, is, is acting out, just let us know. Let us know what's going on. A lot of times they don't tell us things. They don't communicate with us. You know, I don't think it's because they don't want to. I think it's because they don't think it's necessary. All of, nece- all of it is necessary. In order for us to be able to have uh, uh, what we need for the child to be successful that day. We, we need to we need to have communication. Just keep the commun- door to communi- communication between uh, the school and home. Just keep the communication flowing, you know, because we, we, we communicate how their day is. We let you know throughout the day how their day is. We need to know, did they have a bad night? You know, was something going on and they didn't have a good night? Was something going on in the morning? Just keep communicating. Communicating helps a lot. Uh, do they... And and that's one of the things that I often uh, share with parents who have special need kids. You must advocate for your children. You, you have to. It, uh, you can't just leave your child to a system. You have to be a, yeah. a, a, a part of the uh, journey with them as they uh, travel through the public school system. Uh, because in some areas... Uh, they may not have what you're talking uh, about that that type of communication system where they can quickly go and and ask questions to the parent or the caregiver. They they may not have money to fund that, and so right. their challenges is a little bit uh, uh, different. And then uh, the other thing is that parents need to support one another 
It's imperative, uh, and I experienced that with my son, that uh, we talk to each other. And it could be, uh, Tina, at times, it's hard for parents to, even uh, if they're a relative and they're a caretaker, to uh, grapple with the fact that, uh, or even, you know, trying to think, your child has this disorder or disability, it's not going away. And so you're, you, you know, you're grieving of the old possibilities and somehow you have to let that go. And yeah. I don't know, do they, do this, do your district provide like a parent support group for yes. uh, par- parents yes, who do. have uh, disabled kids where the parents can all come together, sit and, and, and uh, discuss, talk uh, and encourage each other. And do they get some type of, uh, uh, is there counseling provided for the parents as well as the student there? Yes, they do offer a variety of, uh, Counseling. Um, there's a um, there's one. Uh, gosh, can't call it on the top of my head. That they have quarterly um, little classes uh, set up for the parents that special needs and regular ed kids. Um, gosh, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. I'm sorry, uh, but they come in and they, and they teach the parent how to um, communicate better. With uh, with the school, they teach they they teach the parent how to um, uh, support one another, and then they uh, help them to help their children. Because, uh, like you said, a parent is the best advocate that a child could ever have, because you know your child better than anyone else. So. You know, you see something going on and you don't like it, you have to speak up. This is some of the stuff that they do help them with. They do try, they try to help them with, I'll put it like that. Um, the, the problem with it is a lot of people don't go to those classes because they don't either have time or they don't think it's necessary. And that's where the breakdown comes in. Because and then the, time and then and the child necessity. loses out. Uh, yeah. The child don't get the benefit of... Uh, uh, maybe all that is uh, available, uh, and I can understand. You know, that's yeah. a lot of stress. And then you go yeah. to work, and then you have to go over here uh, at, at at a class. I don't want to hear a class. I don't understand. It, right? Is the is the district or you know the teachers aware of the fact that it's a possibility that. Uh, some of the parents, especially when, uh, you know, they're young, they have uh, this disabled child, and you know the different degrees of disabilities. They are not all the same. Some are uh, lower, then you have higher, then you have in the middle, and they're trying to, uh, again, they're struggling with... Mm with uh, what's going on and how to accept that for, you know, exactly. some of the kids with them for the rest of their life, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they, they can't go, uh, be on their own. And so at that times, you know, I know you get parents that come in there and they're all upset and mad, but you mm-hmm. are aware that a lot of times that's not towards the staff. It's the frustration and a part of the, 
grieving that, you know, that it, it's all mushed up into one. And, and sometimes you guys may get the brunt of that. You are yeah. aware of that. Yeah. Yes, yes. It happens, not often, but it does happen. That the parents are frustrated like that. That the parents are they, frustrated and they, they, you know, may come to the IEP meeting and lash out because of frustration. You know, um, we had one parent tell us that um, he, he's a single father and he can't be coming to that school all the time. I have a job, and if I have to keep coming to this school, I'm going to lose my job. Well, we, 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 uh, we, you know, we have compassion. We understand that. But, you know, as um, one of the um, administrators told him, but this is your child. This is your child. You can set up the time that you need to come here. If it's after school, let us know it's after school that you need to come to the meeting. We won't schedule it for during the school day. But we won't know that unless you tell us. You know, we'll work with you, you know. Um, some of them take, take that, you know, constructively, and, and we'll uh, have a, um, a meeting before or after school instead of during the school day because, you know, that is difficult leaving your job like that. But um, won't know unless they tell us. That's won't right. And, and, and you know what, Tina? This is why parents need to advocate on all levels not just in the public ed uh, system but in the uh, your voting on the political level and yes. and stand uh, contacted with your representatives writing letters because they need to understand and these companies need to understand when you have children with special needs there are certain situations that may acquire them to go to mm-hmm. the school. And so you have to have uh, form some kind of relationship with your job to let them know, listen, this is what's going on. I need my right. job, but I have the responsibility of my child. Uh, we're getting ready to go back to break, uh, go to another break, I mean, and then we'll come right back uh, with Tina. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If your organization is looking for a dynamic speaker who presents life issues in a down-to-earth fashion, contact Bernadette Butler, author of Living with Autism. At her website, bebutlertheauthor.com, Bernadette's life experiences and love of God will give a lift and hope to all who hear her. While on her site, you can find out about her books, videos, words of praise, joy and love, and many more resources. Visit Bernadette's site today at bbutlertheauthor.com. In her recent release, Living with Autism, God, Me, and Melvin, from Page Publishing, author Bernadette Butler creates an autobiographical account of the joys and challenges of raising a child with a developmental disorder autism and the profound strength she derived from her faith throughout the journey from the beginnings to changes in her son's behavior silence diagnosis and the outcome overall get your copy of bernadette's story at amazon.com or directly from her website at bbutlertheauthor.com 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You're listening to Black Friday, every Friday here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Grow. Evolve. Change. You are listening to Embrace the Unexpected with Bernadette Butler. If you'd like to reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or to reach Bernadette Butler directly, send her a message at her website, bbutlertheauthor.com. Now back to Embrace the Unexpected. Hi, Tina. Let's get, we had a good conversation going on while we was at break. We were still talking about um, the workplace and the parents and trying to stay involved with the students, especially when they have uh, 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 special uh, needs children. And really that applies to all parents. And and uh, we were saying how... Um, uh, you were sharing how, you know, a lot of uh, parents are in low-wage paying jobs. And if mm-hmm. they miss their job and have to come to the school, they miss their wages. Exactly. exactly. So, they can't afford to. They can't afford they, to miss anything. So what they do is miss out on their children's uh, school uh, um, importance because they need, to, they need to come to these IEP meetings. They need to set up... Uh, uh, the IEPs to where their kid is, is benefiting from them. They need to be able to come to the parent-teacher conferences so they know what's going on with their child in school. They need to be able to come to the child's performances. They need all this, but if they work an um, uh, $8 an hour job and every time they leave that job, it's penalizing them because they're not getting paid while they're gone, then they're not going to come because that, they need the right. money to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if the money is stopping because they have to come to these uh, meetings or programs, then, then what are they going to choose? They're going to choose to work. Because and that's why you have, to, you have to stay, you know, uh, not to get deep into politics or anything. You need to vote for people who's going to support public education in this country. Exactly. We do exactly. not uh, honor the public education system. We don't honor the people that work in it, and we don't honor the parents that have children that attend it, and that's a shame, you know. And shame. when I say parents who don't, because you know, it's some people who have who, uh, you know, owners of these companies, uh, they had children too, but maybe mm-hmm. uh, that one percent was able to send their kids to they send their kids off to a private school. They don't have that right. stuff. But when you are struggling and you don't care and don't have no compassion for the people 
then mm-hmm. you don't understand what's really going on with them because you really don't care. And that's why you got to be involved in who is your representative in the area. Uh, last week, I was telling them, uh, sharing with them, Tina, uh, I, I believe you read my book, right? Yes. <laughs> And, and you know that part in the book I said I start writing letters to my representatives? Exactly. They need to understand what's going on on the local level with the public education system. The, the other thing that, that I have, a, a, you know, was thinking about it, it, when all that charter school starts coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, charter school is wonderful, but it also take away from the public education budget. Yes, it does. And it can exclude children with special needs. They don't have to include the children. And so in the public school system and not the charter, you guys are governed by all these tests now. And and, and, and the kids are uh, swept that have uh, uh, special needs. They're also a part of this a scale in that uh, testing system where in the charter, uh, hey, they can have high scores. But guess what? Right, right. They're not including everybody. And that's my that's issue so with charter schools. I never liked that. I was on the school board two terms in California when they started that. Because that is another way to exclude those of, of color and uh, and uh, economically poor because you yes. cannot get to where half of those schools are at, and so that started biting away uh, the uh, uh, at the public educational system and and make it harder for those who are trying to uh, give hope to the kids that have to attend that. That's very true. It's very very true. It's um, it, it, it's really it's really sad because it takes away. It starts with the the special ed when they start taking away. They always seem to start there and then take away, take away, or add to, add to, and it's adding to the wrong spot. Like right now, we have um, four of our special needs children that are in fourth grade that are going to have to do some of these testing that they've never had to do before. They've never had to take these tests because of their um, their uh, disability. But this year they have to take it, and they've never taken it before. Some of them have difficulties reading. Uh, some of them have difficulty in math. And some of them uh, have difficult um, just staying on task. But they're going to be included in those numbers for the for the testing. Well, I no, and I now when my son Melvin, you know, uh, he this testing mode uh, started when he went to uh, high school. It wasn't as often as I see it now. It it looked like uh, everything in the classroom is almost based upon what the test is going to be in order to get the funding, but. I had Melvin to take uh, the California State uh, proficiency test, especially in his uh, senior year, because I 
he had the knowledge of uh, uh, being able to pass it to get a diploma and not a certificate. And I, mm-hmm, at least, mm-hmm. I at least wanted him to try. Well, exactly. under the law, I don't know if that law still exists. They may have changed it, modified it. But you can get the test modified to the special need child according now, to what their ability is. Exactly. Now, we've done that in the past. There's no modification for these, these children I was just telling you about. There won't be any modifications. So they took the modification away? Yes. Based on what? On, on this particular, on, on these tic, uh, particular tests. Now, there are some tests, regular classroom tests uh, that they do, um, yes, they're modified. But the state tests, no, they want them to take them without the modifications. But that doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. Because Melvin, Melvin does took the state test, and it was uh, modified according to his ability. Uh, he yeah. he was uh, excellent in math. Uh, like you said, in the uh, reading uh, department, he was a little bit, uh, he was in the middle. So it was uh, critiqued a little bit for him so mm-hmm. that uh, he, he was able to take the test on his own. And, I mean, that is like putting a bar um, up on a ceiling and they can only jump a foot. What are they doing? I don't understand that. I don't understand it either because, like I said, in the past, they had those kids, those very kids, same very kids did not have to take this particular test. They were were taking... um, a different type of test where it was modified for them, for each child individually. It was modified. Now, I don't know what's going on, but they're, they're taking them. And I, this is that, I, just, I just heard that because tests are going to be coming up soon. And I just heard that, and I was just totally shocked. That is just, see, parents, you need to be involved, whether you have a special need a child or not. Because we we are a whole community. Because if one is struggling, then all will struggle. You know, it's not going to be good for none. It's no such thing as okay, I'll do I'll do and get what I want over here. It's gonna it, it it's gonna affect everybody, and in the end, it affects this society as a whole. Everybody is born with a gift. God gives everybody yes, a gift, are. including the children who have uh, special needs. And if we don't n- learn how to glean from what they can do so they can be self-sufficient and uh, provide some of them, may be able to uh, have a job and, and have their money in their pocket and uh, take care of themselves. But we're not giving them that um it, it it appears that still that's a uh, 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 lacking within the uh, system. So you know, uh, I'm a child of the '60s, and so I recommend you start writing letters. Hey, I wrote yeah. letters. You you know what? You guys, you got all this electronic, and all you have to do is go and push a button. Uh, uh, I had to write uh, uh, and put in an envelope and put a stamp 
to get where it needed to go. You can tweet, mm-hmm. text, or whatever else you need to do. Because uh, uh, every representative have tweet, chat, and uh, all this other stuff. Find out what their address is and start telling what the needs are for your children in public education, whether they have special needs or not. And how to support the uh, uh, classroom. Because, you know, you, we as a parent, as a society, we should want the teachers well prepared and equipped to take care of the needs of every last one of those children in that yeah. classroom. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to say no child left behind when you're, when you're leaving uh, uh, half the boat behind. And and, mm-hmm. and, and, and and while a part, only the a front part is, is going ahead, and you have left the whole rest of the back mm-hmm. uh, a, a floating off somewhere. That isn't right. So, uh, it, and you know, I'm getting on my soapbox because, see, I never did like that. <laughs> but, Tina, share, <laughs> share how, um, how uh, parents can, uh, uh, what we're talking about, do these things to help support uh, the teachers and the staff. And, and, you know, that may include going to school board meetings and let yeah. your presence be known. Yes, I would suggest joining PTA. We have a great PTA in uh, this district, in all districts. The PTA is wonderful because it's parents and teachers coming together for your child and also going to school board meetings. And also make sure you go to your parent-teacher conferences. Make sure your, your, your presence is be known because I've seen to where, you know, um, you, you kind of can start to know which parents are going to show up and which parents don't. Make them out a lie. Go to your parent-teacher conferences. Show up. Be there. Communicate. Because your child needs you. It's not about, it's not about the teacher. It's about the child. So just make yourself, uh, make yourself known. You know, oh, that's, that's little Sally Joe's uh, mom. Okay, yeah, I know her because she's always here. Yeah, let them be able to say that. Well, sometimes... Your child. I, I, do you think sometimes some of the parents don't want to rock the boat you know what i mean um uh, yeah probably so because i've heard some of them say well if i say something my ch- no or either they'll say uh my child don't want me to say anything because they don't want to get in trouble in classroom well if your child get in trouble in the classroom because you start asking questions you need to start asking more questions that's right why is that happening don't now, let I, it I, I, wait, you. I want you. I want you to repeat that again, because there's a there are quite a bit of fa- uh, parents that don't want to rock the boat, and it's because they don't want any trouble uh, from anybody. And that yeah. say that again, well, if you can remember. Like I said, if you if by asking questions causes more problems then you need to start asking more questions. And if you're not getting what you need by asking questions of that teacher, go to the principal. And if you're not getting what you need from that principal, go to the Board of Education and start talking to the superintendent and anybody else who will listen. Because sooner or later, they're going to listen because they don't, they don't want you making a fuss. So That's make right. sure you are asking questions. That's right. 
they they need to ask the question you you just cannot leave your child on their own with anybody no you, you can't. have to be you have to be involved uh, Tina, I, I, I thank you for coming on the show. You got me all ripped up. You know, I can't. I, <laughs> this is my passion. Uh, I, I will start uh, uh, fussing about <laughs> what's going. And I don't even I have grandchildren in the public uh, school system. And um, I, I stay uh, current because I want to make sure that my grandchildren, uh, Lord willing, my great grandchildren and my great, great, great grandchildren is uh, getting an education so they can be uh, 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 contributing uh, to this society. Exactly. So I, 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 exactly. I thank you uh, for being a part of the show tonight. I really enjoyed the conversation with you. And uh, to the audience, uh, hopefully thank you uh, for listening and that you enjoyed this uh, talk as well as I have. As you can see, I got a little bit of animated there. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. God bless. Thank you. And you too. You never know what might have been if you don't embrace the unexpected. This was your host, Bernadette Butler. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace the Unexpected. Be sure to join your host, Bernadette Butler, for another episode next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great weekend.